Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hello, everyone. This is Ben with another podcast episode, Sing Better Fast, and I've got my good friend, Jamie Vendera, here with me. Jamie, how are you? What's up? <laughs> I ask you that right as you're about to take a big <laughs> drink of water. <laughs> I think we're like whenever you go to dinner with someone, you wait till they take a big bite of food, and then you ask them a question. Every time. <laughs> See, you're, you're supposed to do that. So if, if any, if, if we ever end up going to dinner or anyone listening, uh, we go to dinner, I'm going to wait to ask you a, a question that has a long answer. Until, yeah, uh, when like you, a three-part question. Right. <laughs> For sure. So in this episode, I want to talk about something really important that a lot of us face, and we you probably faced it earlier today or this week or, you know, whenever, um, and that is criticism. And so people criticize. So why do they do that? Um, actually, before I get to that, I want to draw a distinction. There are a few different types of criticism. There's the external criticism you get from other people. There's the internal criticism that you tell yourself. And then either of these types of criticism can be constructive or destructive. So constructive criticism is obviously information that you can use to make yourself better destructive is just to tear you down and to just make you feel bad and doesn't really provide any value or use to you. And so what I want to talk about right now is destructive criticism that comes from other people. And Jamie, I know you have a story about this. I know you talked about it. Um, yeah, I think previously we talked um, about it previously before you talking about the bus. Yeah. So go ahead and, and tell that yeah, one. You know, more. so I, I grew up, I, I never, never thought about criticism. Uh, you know, I really fell in love with Elvis Presley and sang when I was younger and I was in choirs and remember in high school, we were, I played saxophone and we were at a band competition and marching band competition and we had plenty of time. So I ran back to the bus with my friend and uh, we turned on the radio and was listening to it. This is back in like 1984. So shows you how old I am. And Oh, Sheila came on by ready for the world, which is one of my all time favorite bands. You know, oh Sheila, and so I start singing along, and da 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 da, and my buddy's like, looks at me, he's like, dude, why don't you just shut up? And I'm thinking, what? He says, dude, you you suck. You're not a good singer. You just need to give it up. And it literally destroyed me. I was 14 at the time, and I just I quit singing. All that's when I discovered that my throat hurt when I sang and it was that destructive criticism that did it to me because all of a sudden I was closed. And anytime I, I started to sing, I felt like something was clamping down on my voice. So it really bothered me for well over a year. And I don't even remember how I broke the cycle, um, but I do remember that I, I had two jam boxes and I got into the old, I'm the first karaoke King. I'm I'm really the one who created karaoke and nobody knows it <laughs> because I would I would put in um, Rick Springfield or Mr. Mr. or Wham or whoever it was on one jam box and I'd hit play and I'd have a blank cassette in the other jam box and I'd hit record. 
And then I would sing it, you know, all the way through the song. And that was my version of it. I was done. I was singing along with the artist and I made, I called him Jamie jams. (laughs) (laughs) I've never told you this. I had Jamie jams one, two, three, four. I really wish I still had those cassette tapes because I, I sang everything and I, I, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. And, you know, guys are, you know, they have crushes and stuff. And for me, I, I, uh, it helped me to have girls look at me and, oh, Jamie, you sing so good. Can you call me on the phone and sing some new edition or whatever? <laughs> and so that's what worked for me. And I finally got out of that shell. And I remember this particular friend. This was several years later, 16 or 17 years old. And he had a girlfriend and I knew her and uh, she had some friends, you know, we all had mutual friends and she came to me one day and she says, you know, my boyfriend, he thinks the world of you, but he's really jealous of you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he had made a jams, a cassette tape. And, and that's what it was. She says, it's, he can't stand that you can sing. And she says, Jamie, I, I love him, but he made this and it's not that good. (laughs) I can listen to yours. And I'm like, oh, well, don't say anything. And that's when I wasn't like, all right, you know, you get what you deserve. I was thinking, this is my friend. And I was actually kind of heartbroken. And I thought, why would you be upset with me? But he, even before that, this this criticism didn't destroy me. But I remember in fifth grade, I was in a play and I had the lead role. And uh, my best friend, he, um, we were really, really close. And then all of a sudden, he was really mad at me. He didn't want to be around me. He got tired of hanging with me. And my cousin, who was our mutual friend, told me, she said, well, Keith's jealous because, you know, you get to sing the lead in the place. Well, being in fifth grade, it didn't really affect me. Like, he was saying the same thing. Well, your voice is bad. I don't know how you got the lead. And I didn't even think anything about it because, like, well, I want to sing. That's just who I am. So, you know, as a child, it, it didn't really affect me. And that's you've got to kind of take it as with the innocence of a child. And you've got to pay attention to your surroundings and see how they affect you. Uh, look what it, how it affected me. I basically almost lost my voice for a year. Can't remember how I broke through it. But luckily, I came back even stronger. So uh, negative criticism can destroy you. And I, I get thousands over the last 20 years since like, I've been on the Internet since, what, 96 and been teaching and doing stuff online. Not far that far, but I know I've got hundreds to thousands of emails from singers replying saying, oh, well, my family says I suck and I can't practice at the house or my best friend says I'm horrible and I can't hold a tune in the bucket and I got kicked out of this band. So it destroys singers, you know, then they lose that confidence and they don't know how to carry onward and they want to quit. Right. So on this, it's really important to not let this stuff sink in. If you hear negative criticism from people, it's very easy to just accept it. And then now it's how you think about yourself. If you get negative criticism from someone, if someone says you're a bad singer, then you tell yourself, I'm a bad singer. And then you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I don't even know if I should practice. I really guess I should just give up the singing thing altogether. I'm no good anyway. You know, that's it. That's destructive. So what you have to do is look at it from a couple of perspectives. One is if you get criticism from people, if it's if there's no value or information there, such as, oh, it sounds like you're using too much air here or or your vibrato is too erratic, or you're off, you're flat here. If it's useful information like that, constructive information, then listen to it, learn from it, and use it. But if it's, 
you're bad, you sound terrible, you sound like a dying goat, you know, any stuff like that, that's destructive. So you pretty much just got to let it roll off your back. And so what I, what I say um, to people whenever they give me that is, well, that's your opinion. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate that. And then I carry on with my day. You just let it go. Um, and another thing to think of. So I just let it roll off. Thanks for your opinion. Don't give it a second thought. Second thing is you need to consider that whenever someone says you are a bad singer, it sounds like a personal attack. It mm -hmm. sounds like you as a person are worth less because you can't sing the way I think you should. That's kind of how it comes across to us whenever we hear that. And you need to not think of it as an attack on your self-worth or your self-esteem or your value as a human being. Think of it as more of like something related to skill. Like if they say, oh, you don't sound very good, that's not you as a person are bad. That's That could be a you need to work on your vocal technique. That could be a you need to work on your tone or, you know, whatever. So just... And this goes for all types of criticism. Um, this is how you should take it is it's not an attack on you as a person. And if it is, if they intend it that way, you don't have to take it that way. So it's not, so just don't think of it that way. You know, if, if it's you're bad or you sound terrible, don't let it be a personal attack. That's just their opinion. Everyone has opinions. Yeah. And, go ahead. No. No, totally. Um, you had to listen to the language. You know, I remember after I had neck surgery, I'd, I played in this band. I, I'll tell you the name of it. I call him Jester, but it was Purple Jester. I, I love the name Jester, but I hated the word purple. But uh, there were some of my good friends, and I played in a band. I remember at rehearsal, the guitar player had a, a belligerent friend that came over. Just I just didn't like this guy. And it was everything I'd keep from knocking his teeth out. But, uh, you know, I'm at my friend's house, and he wasn't that way unless he started drinking. And I remember I was singing an ACDC song and he's like, dude, what the hell? And you know, why are you even singing that? And I'm like, I just shrugged it off. I said, dude, you want, you want to sing it? And you know, of course he didn't, you know, right. but it's trying, trying to nitpick at things. And, um, I, I, you, you have to listen. And I, and I thought about it. I shrug these things off, but I do, whether I get constructive or destructive criticism, I even look through it because I know a lot of it is attacks and you, you look to see if there is any truth into it without it affecting you. And right. I thought about it and, you know, and asked, asked him, and he's like, nah, that guy's just an idiot. But here's an example where someone was destructive was with Jim Gillette. He was playing in a band and the bar owner said, loved you guys, hate the singer. He sucks. So I'm not going to have you back. He really needs to get voice lessons. So that was really destructive how he attacked Jim. Jim was only 17 and uh, maybe he was 16, uh, but um, he didn't take it as destructive. He thought, huh, vocal lessons. Never thought right. about that. And then he found a couple opera teachers and they were like in their 80s or something. And he studied with them for six months to the point where they couldn't teach him because he kept getting higher and higher and higher. And he got what he wanted to learn. Meaning so, notes. Yeah, yeah, meaning notes. <laughs> so, but they're like, we're like, Jim, we can't do anything for you anymore. You know, here you should be a tenor and you're singing soprano <laughs> and, you know, we right. teach opera. So, you know, regardless, you know, it's their opinion, constructed or, de uh, or destructive. But is there anything that can be a benefit to you in any type of criticism? 
is, you know, because we always want to better ourselves, you know, I'm always trying to improve. Um, You know, we're doing our, Scott and I are doing a record now, and I'm always trying to push the barriers on what I can do with my voice to step outside. And so, you know, he's there with me a lot. Even my engineer, I remember when we were recording Lisa, I never could get the B section right, just didn't speak to me. And Dallin Beck is the sweetest guy you ever met. And he's like, well, Jamie, can you try it like this? And it was completely different than what I'm doing. And anyone else have been like, oh, God, Dallin, shut up. I wrote this song. But I thought, okay, let me try it like that. And it fell right into place. It was perfect. It was exactly what the song needed. So, you know, it actually uh, lent itself to me. I'm jumping ahead because I know I'm getting into constructive criticism. But No, 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 no. That's a good thing. So the way I would say if you get, if you're the target of destructive criticism, you're being given some information, listen to it. If it's useful in any way, take the parts you can use, throw out the rest, just ignore it. Doesn't matter. Um, part of it comes, and, and, and what, what will help you with this is having sort of a level of humility. So if you think, oh, I'm just the greatest singer ever, and you have an attitude of I'm just the greatest singer ever, and anyone who says anything to me, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to take it personally whenever someone criticizes you. But if you have an attitude of humility of, okay, I know I can sing, I can improve, let's listen to input from people, see what I can do better. If you if you don't have like a big head, if you're not like arrogant about it, and you're willing and open to listen to feedback, that helps a lot um, to not let it get to you personally. I know, uh, sorry for the... I was inhaling on my pocket, folks. Uh, I got I got to get the humidity <laughs> off of it. Drives me nuts. You know, it's funny. You talk about the sense of humility and not, not having an ego. Oh yeah, now it's Benny's turn to suck on the pocket, folks. <laughs> so yep. um, see, I guess I should have muted my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to Musicians Institute and a friend of mine, uh, Jeff. I, I can't believe his last name just slipped my mind. Love this guy. He was singing. Some Mr. Big or something, he absolutely tore it up. He he just had, was an amazing Jeff Chase, amazing singer, amazing singer. And there was this guy, kind of looked like Glenn Danzig, and he went to school there. And I guess he'd been off for six months. He's coming back, and we're talking about yeah, Jeff was a uh, awesome. And he's like, you think he's awesome, huh? I'm like, yeah. He says, where you get a load of me? And I and you know being 18, 19 at the time, I think this guy a couple years older, but it was that attitude. He had what's known as LSD, lead singer's disease. You know, I'm better than everyone, and it kind of shocked me. I didn't think you're cocky, which now I know. Yeah, you're just a idiot. It was like, wow, this guy must be really good. And, and, then, <laughs> and then he did a song by Ray Gillen by Badlands, and it was it was okay, you know, but it, it wasn't Jeff Chase. Um, so this way do they get a load of me? No, you're you're wrong. I got a load of you, and you know your LSD uh, didn't match your voice. You know, so your ego is not matching what you think that you have. And if you have that type of ego, and you can't accept criticism, you don't grow. You're not going to grow. You're not going to be as good as you think you are. So let me uh, share something. Uh, I'm very into like psychology and stuff like that. So. I want to share something that's really kind of interesting. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which unskilled people view themselves as really, really good at something. And they mistakenly 
think that they're way better at something than they actually are. Um, and then as that person learns and they, you know, whatever the skill is, could be singing, working out, any type of music, acting, dance, anything. As someone gets better and better, they eventually realize, oh, I wasn't that good to begin with. So I spent all that time thinking I was amazing, and but I'm actually not. And so once they learn and they get an idea that they're not all <laughs> that great, then sort of like the arrogance and, you know, big headedness dies down a bit. And then as they learn more and more, eventually they get to a point where they think, all right, now I have a good understanding and now I have a good skill set. And then sort of the confidence comes back, except this time it's actual confidence based on actual ability rather than thinking that you're really good or knowledgeable when you're not. So this is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And uh, you can Google it, D-U-N-N-I-N-G-K-R-U-G-E-R. And it was first observed in experiments done by David Dunning and Justin Kruger in the Department of Psychology at Cornell in 99. And uh, and so the pat so I'm just quoting uh, some of it. So the pattern of overestimating competence on the part of the, you know, the, the, the subject was seen in studies of skills as diverse as reading comprehension, medicine, so doctors do this, operating a, ve a motor vehicle, playing games such as chess or tennis. So pretty much everyone, to some degree, thinks themselves better than they actually are when they're a beginner. Um, and then over time, if you stick to a skill, you realize that you have way more to learn. And then the, the arrogance turns into humility. If you learn a lot more, then eventually you reach a high level of skill, a high level of knowledge, and you reach genuine confidence in your abilities around that field of study or skill. And most, maybe not most, but a lot of singers frankly are on the beginning end of the process where they think they're amazing but they're not and i'm not like trying to criticize anyone or just blanket statement say all singers are bad i'm not doing that what i am saying is if you are being criticized by someone this is probably partly where they are and if you have the attitude of i'm so amazing and no one can tell me anything then you might be on the earlier end of the scale where you're rating your ability much higher than it actually is. So that's the Dunning-Kruger effect, cognitive bias. I encourage you to uh, read up on it on your own. Yeah, um, totally agree. Um, though some singers may have LSD and they got the Freddy Krueger effect because they're like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kill it. That was pretty stupid, wasn't it? Uh, that's my old man humor. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're just laughing because I'm paying No, you. no, no, I actually really <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jamie, I got a knock-knock joke for you. Knock-knock. Oh, knock. no. Who is there? Etch. Etch who? Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Superior Vocal Health has a new product out called Sinus Cleanse. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> There's a plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, okay. Yeah, I just want to, you know, recap. So for everyone... If you're the target of destructive criticism from other people, it's not. it might not be instant, but you have to, over time, reach a point where you don't let it affect you. And if you are affected by someone saying stuff to you, just be aware that you don't have to be. You can choose to not let 
destructive criticism affect you? Um, so that would be just where I want to get everyone. Just listen to it. If there's good stuff there, great. If there's not, just throw it out. And that goes for pretty much any feedback you get from anyone about anything. Absolutely. Well, I know we want to get into internal criticism, but we probably better do that in the next podcast. So for sure. We, we don't. So I do want to mention one more thing. So topics like this are pretty common for us to discuss in the Vendero Vocal Academy uh, live group training sessions. And we actually have another one of those uh, coming up next week as we're, we're recording this. So if you like this and you want to get um, stuff like this, with Jamie and me in the monthly hangouts, you can go ahead and check out the Vendera Vocal Academy. This is one of the many benefits uh, that we offer to our Academy members. So with all of that said, if you are not already on the Sing Better Fast notification list, you can go to our website, singbetterfast.com, and you can sign up for the email list and you'll get notices anytime we release new episodes anytime we're doing special events we have free stuff out etc so go ahead check that out singbetterfast.com all right that's everything i had so that's it i'll see you all later take care all right see you in the next podcast thank you for listening to this episode of the sing better fast podcast be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases events and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com